0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, June 6, 2023, and this is day 1903 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you. There is none like you. You are so loving, so kind, so generous, so merciful, and you show us such grace. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to share that same unconditional love with others. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is unconventional. Unconventional. As we look at Jesus' life, there was nothing conventional about We're going to take a look at a couple of things that happened along his journey and how he handled it in a way that may come across as different, um, unconventional. We're coming out of Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 56. Luke 8, 40 through 56. And it says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jarius, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. And when a woman was in that state of menstrual periods, she was considered unclean. And there was ceremonial washing, things she had to do before she could even be out in the public. So she had been suffering with this issue of bleeding for 12 long years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately... Her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. (laughs) He's saying, how on earth could you? (laughs) There's so many people around. Any of them could have touched you, rubbed against you or whatever. This is what I added there. Uh, But verse 46 says, but Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not be unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And one thing that jumped out at me today that I've not noticed after reading this over and over She did this in the presence of all the people. There is no shame when you have touched Jesus. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or what they see, who they see you as. It is a matter of you've encountered the master. Ooh, glory. Then he said to her, daughter, (laughs) your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So you notice Jesus took time out and even talked to her and and called her daughter and that she, her faith, you know, what great faith she had that that healed her. Really, she should not have even touched him in the state that she was in based up on the traditional laws. And you notice that Jesus took time out as he was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. And he did not allow him being on the way to do that to stop and take time out for this woman's needs. Verse 49 says, While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. He's saying, don't don't even waste Jesus' time. She's gone. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. Many times fear keeps us from having the faith that we need to believe in the healing or whatever it is that God is doing in our lives. When he arrived at the house of Jarius, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James. Like his inner circle. And he knew where they stood. But others, it could it can contaminate what's going on. You need to have people there with you, whatever you're doing in your ministry, who also have faith. And if they're not quite there yet, continue working with them, building that up and teaching them, but they may not be able to go everywhere you go. All right. So only Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning over her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. His child, you see that? (laughs) The woman that was healed from the blood. Daughter. Yeah, right? Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished. But he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. You know, so in the, the the chapters before, or the scriptures before, when the man was in the tomb and possessed by demons, he said, go tell everybody. In this case, Jesus says, don't tell anyone. The time had not come yet. And so there are many reasons why. But one is it just wasn't God's time yet, right? So we just have to understand... Um, what it is and when God is saying speak and when he's saying be quiet (laughs) point number one I love 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 to experiment with to experiment with recipes I like to change certain ingredients to experience a new taste you know for example you know I am not one who likes tuna salad and for years I'm talking over oh my gosh over 40 years I've been, I started off making tuna salad and since I did not like it, I changed it and made chicken salad instead. Instead of adding tuna, I added chicken and changed the ingredients a little bit. So when I changed the, I changed the recipe and created chicken salad. Uh, and when we started our bakery together, my two sisters and I Um, we had to come up with menu items and each of us brought something to the table, each of the three of us, Uh, our special recipes. And one of mine was chicken salad. And believe it or not, (laughs) that became our best seller uh, at our bakery, uh, as I said, several years ago. Well, it must've been about 10 years ago, Uh, but that was our number one seller and we couldn't even (laughs) keep up with making it before it'd sell out and people would be angry if they came down for lunch and we didn't have any so many times I'd have to make two batches in a day once I decided to add um one time also another thing that I uh, created was um beans uh and uh well not in create beans but you know I made beans red beans and navy beans or mixed together and I decided to add some spicy Italian sausage to it. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it became, it was really, really good. It just, you can use this yourself. I'm sharing this with you. Um, yeah, add a little, you know, scramble up the Italian sausage in the skillet, add the drippings, you know, the grease from it into the beans that you've already, once they're already tender and done. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. It became a very popular item. It was once a week, and there were certain people that would come in <laughs> and during the day and at the end of the day to get some to take home. When it comes to our blessings from the Lord, we must be willing to accept the answer to our prayers in his time and many times in unconventional ways, as I was sharing about the recipes. We do it differently. He does it differently than we expect. Most of the time, if we put the Lord in a box and believe that our miracle can only happen one way, we limit our faith uh, based up on what we see and what we know. So, it's not true. One hundred percent faith is more so. I gotta see it. Well, faith is the ev- the evidence of things hoped for and the, ev- the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we don't see it yet. God wants us to trust him fully in every area of our lives. Point number two, in order to do things God's way, we must do the following, or at least include them. And this isn't everything, but this is a list that the Lord gave me. Get rid of any pride. You notice the woman with the blood issue? She did not care when she was humble, fell at the Lord's feet. You notice Jarius fell at the Lord's feet. They were humble. They knew that they couldn't do this on their own. And we gotta wipe away pride to say, I need help. Second, go against the standard way of doing things if the Lord leads you to do so. Don't worry about, oh, what the but this is what this is how my mama did it, my daddy did it, my uncle, my aunts, my grandma whatever that is, God is saying, I'm going to do it differently through you. So trust God. Three, walk by faith and not by sight. Four, don't worry about what people might say or think about you, even if they laugh at you. You notice that the people laughed at Jesus when he said, she's not dead. She's asleep. That's because they didn't understand. They didn't have that kind of faith. They did not get it. They even sent a message back. They're going by what they saw. And I get it. I would have gone by what I saw too. She's dead. You know, but, but God said, no. Jesus said she's asleep. So don't laugh. Uh, even I mean, I'm sorry. Even if others laugh at you as they did with Jesus. Five, be bold and courageous through the power of the Holy Spirit. Understand that you have supernatural power. That God has given us through his Holy Spirit. We must accept that and begin to function in that. We can't do it on our own. I'll never forget this story. <laughs> when we started our bakery, still talking about the bakery. We started our bakery in Raytown. It was Big Mama's Bakery. Uh, and uh, it was a donut shop when we you know, took over the business that was there. Uh, on 63rd and Woodson and uh, the owner was a family man and he wanted the business to go to a family and he was so impressed with us and so we made a deal bought it out kept you know bought everything he had in there his mixers you know all the different things that we needed even his delivery van and so we decided uh, and he made donuts and they were good donuts and we decided to do things unconventionally. We didn't even put up Big Mama's sign for several months. Uh, We did not change the donuts. We did not add our product right away. We, we, We infiltrated it little by little. So we learned how to make the donuts. We kept the two employees, or three, I think it was, that he had, and they trained us on how to make the donuts. And they were the best donuts, I mean, ever. The only one that could match it. And it's not, not the typical ones you would think. Like Lamar's. I mean, they're good, but nothing like Johnny's Donuts on 40-something in prospect. I think he's on 43rd in prospect. The best donuts you could ever have. Lars well, were just as good, I think, at that time. Our apple fritters were off the charts. So anyway, we learned how to make these donuts. For a little while, we were looking like Lucille Ball and Ethel with these donuts coming down the assembly line us trying to catch them and get them in there and just making a mess. And then we got a good grip on it. So the, we got to know the people. The people got to know us. And the donuts were still there because that was a you know, part of that community in Raytown, Missouri. And one of the things that Raytown had been known for years prior to us getting there was not very accepting of other races, especially black people. So, you know, we wanted to kind of feel our way through and we could see that the community had changed and they were very accepting of us and we were accepting of them. We became like this family uh even so much so that we had, a, there was a group of older gentlemen that would come in early in the morning and just hang out and and talk and, and have coffee. And, and so we, after a while, we decided it's now time uh, to put our sign up. And we put the sign up, Big Mama's Bakery. Well, we had already established who we are, who we were. The people had already tried our giant cinnamon rolls that were as big as a plate. Uh, They had already tried the dinner rolls. And this was something that my sister Jill had been making for years. Uh, Unconventional again. My young sister, my young, well, one of my youngest sisters. I have two younger sisters that live in North Carolina. But anyway, she uh, had been making these donuts for, I mean, not donuts, these cinnamon rolls and dinner rolls for years. Because she had learned sitting beside her mother-in-law. And she learned, because see, it's not about the ingredients, it's the process. So she learned in an unconventional setting, sitting by her in her house. And, and keep take note that her mother-in-law had several children of her own, but none of them learned how to make the dinner rolls and cinnamon rolls as Jill did. And so that was how this came about. And we began making them, and she taught us how to make them. And we were able to sell them, and even her own children, <laughs> um, the mother in-law's children who had already passed on to be with the Lord, uh, came to buy their mom's product from us and they, they we had their blessing. so it was really unconventional to go in and not put your sign up on a building that you you were selling your product. It was unconventional to to go in and not even feature your items or your product as the number one seller. After that, we began, after a few months, then we began to push our product more and And actually, it sold itself. We gave out samples, and people began coming for those cinnamon rolls and for those dinner rolls. During Thanksgiving and Christmas, there were lines of people, even when we moved to Crown Center, lines of people waiting for their dinner rolls for the holidays. Don't tell me God won't do it. (laughs) We must trust his method, and it's not going to be conventional. Conventional is what we're used to. It's not unconventional to the Lord because this is how he operates. What has God given you to do? What has he shown you that it's time to do and to make a change? Get busy doing it. You won't be sorry. I am so grateful I had that opportunity. It shaped and formed my life in so many ways. And he wants to do the same with you. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the goal, the ultimate right there. Nothing else is more important than spending eternity with Jesus Christ. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY projects. We are very grateful to each and every one of you for your prayers, support, and your donations. Thank you so much.